Hey everyone, and welcome back to Inside the Morgue, where your lovely hosts and even lovelier autopsy techs, Jess and Alice. This week, we're playing our favorite game again, Morbid Curiosity. So if you missed it the last time we did this, Morbid Curiosity is a super fun game all about death. And they have trivia cards that we sometimes will share on our Instagram stories if you guys follow us there. And they also have conversation starter cards, which is what we will be reading and answering today. So let's get into it. Starting off with a very difficult question. Have you ever seen a dead body? Oh, God. (laughs) What if I said no? And this was our undoing. This is the podcast undoing. Like we get found out that we're frauds through a card game. We're not frauds. We went to school for this. (laughs) Alice is just in a fever dream. I'm just, yeah. Honestly, I love my job so much. Sometimes it does feel like it's a dream. Uh, Yeah, I have surprisingly, working in a morgue, seen a couple. What about you? Have you? Yeah, just every day, five days a week. Sometimes six, depending. Sometimes six. (laughs) Multiple bodies a day. Just the normal thing. That's so funny. Do you ever think about it? Like, wow, we see death so often. And then there's people working office jobs that just like fantasize about, oh, like watching all the true crime dramas and true crime podcasts like us and like all the other ones that are out there. But they don't actually know they've never seen a dead body and they're just like fantasizing about like what it could possibly feel like. Yeah, because that was me like three years ago. I was working, I was, wasn't an office job, but it was a lab job and I was sitting at a lab bench listening to true crime podcasts being like, wow, I wish I could do something like this. And look at me now. Everybody, you can do it too. If you're listening to us at your office job and you're dreaming about doing something like this, you can. I know that you were a TA in the anatomy lab and you obviously saw your first cadaver there Mm -hmm. were you shocked when you saw your first cadaver no thankfully not and I was so nervous going to see my first cadaver in the anatomy lab because I I was in school for biomed but like I was in school for like concentrating in forensics to get into this field and I was like what if I see a dead body and I just like faint like (laughs) and then I'm like well gotta think of something else to do I gotta have a backup but I don't have a backup exactly that's what it was I was like well this better be okay and I went in and I saw saw my first body and there was a moment of like wow this was a person and but it I didn't feel sick or anything it was a really humbling experience because in Mm -hmm. cadaver labs those people have chosen to donate their bodies to further other people's education in medicine or science and so I was like really humbled that this person gave like the ultimate gift you know for my education and my experience what about you you worked at a whole body donation center was it shocking Did you see any bodies before then? The first time I actually saw a dead body was during my internship. It was my... That's right. The summer going into my senior year of undergrad, I was doing an internship at the coroner's office. So I saw my first dead body there. And gosh, I was probably like 21 or so at that time, maybe 20. It almost didn't feel real. Yeah. Obviously, they are real people and they lost their lives either tragically or by natural disease. But when they're on the table, it almost doesn't look like a real body. And I think that's just like my coping mechanism that my brain like turns on and off. Yeah. Like same thing with you when I was at um, the whole body donation center. Like it was very humbling because again, like those people donated their bodies to further people working in science on different hardwares or different specialties. It's also kind of the same element there. Like it almost doesn't look like a real person. 
And that's just how you cope with it? I definitely, I mean, I did not study psychology by any means. I took a couple of classes undergrad, but I am not an expert. But I think a lot of people have that reaction. And I think it has to be some kind of way that our brain is trying to protect itself by like telling us this isn't real. Like, this is fine. Da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just uh, this isn't fine. None of this is real. It's fine. Just laugh it off. I think, like all the time when you hear a true crime story, the person who finds the body, a lot of the times will always say like, I thought it was a mannequin because that's just where their brain goes to first. It's never just a mannequin. It's never just a mannequin. <laughs> yeah. So what's our next card? Themed funerals are a thing now. What theme would you choose? For example, steampunk, superhero, or your favorite sports team? Jess, would you do a themed funeral? So I don't know if I would do like a whole theme and like make it like the colors of my favorite sports team. <laughs> I know my boyfriend would. He's a huge <laughs> Eagles fan. I think he would do an Eagles funeral. I might do like I my favorite animal is an elephant. I love like what elephants symbolize. They are a symbol of wisdom. They're also a symbol of power and strength. I feel like that resonates with me for some reason. So I think if I had like elephants or like an element of an elephant at my funeral to kind of symbolize like my life and what my life was all about, I think that's what I would do. I love that. Thank you. That's beautiful <laughs> and way better than my answers. What are you going to do? Halloween theme. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so just I know that's so on the nose for your funeral, but if you know something about me, I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. I get very into special effects makeup, costumes and stuff. And so I would just love if there was something that could be added to my memorial or my funeral like that. I wouldn't say that costumes would have to be mandatory because I know there are some people I know that love Halloween, but they don't love dressing up. And I don't want to be that kind of person that's like costumes are mandatory. So however you feel like expressing yourself in a Halloween-y fashion, even if my funeral's not in October. <laughs> it's in the middle of summer. <laughs> July, whatever. This is also so corny and lame. I love the band My Chemical Romance because I'm super emo. And my favorite music video to this day is the Helena music video. And the whole music video is a funeral procession in this beautiful gothic church. And there's beautiful dancers. So some kind of theme on there. If there aren't emo and goth kids dancing at my funeral, I don't want it. I think that Alice just put the fun in funeral. I just want a big emo <laughs> Halloween party. She wants emo night at her funeral. <laughs> emo night. That's my theme is emo night. I love it. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> All right. Our next card. Has the death of someone famous ever impacted you? The first one that comes to mind immediately, Robin Williams, hit yeah. me very hard. I remember where I was. I remember what I was doing. And I, I think I was visiting my parents and for some reason my mom and I were the only ones home at the time. I think everybody else was out doing stuff and I saw it on my phone or somewhere and I yelled to my mom. I was sitting in like our den watching TV and she was sitting in her room doing something. I like yelled to the point where she thought like something was, I mean something was wrong, but she thought like I was in imminent danger or something. And I told her, I was like, Robin Williams passed away. And she was like equally as upset. And we kind of just sat and we watched whatever news channel was reporting it. And we were both just like so devastated because I love so much. I grew up with so much of his stuff and his comedy. And that one really hit me hard. And more recently, 
Um, Aaron Carter's death. That was on my list. Because he was my first, he was my first crush. I'll let you talk about that. No, one. talk about whatever you want to talk about. He was just, he was one of the names that uh, popped into my head. He was my first crush. I had his CD, Aaron's Party, Come Get It. I still know all the words to that song. I had the yep. biggest crush on him when I was like nine or 10. And I saw he passed away and I was just like, oh my God. Like, I, I don't know. And it, it was tragic. They're both tragic. What about you? Definitely Aaron Carter was one of the names I thought of. My sister's a little older than me, so she kind of grew up more with his music, and I was just like tagging along because that's what she was listening to. I know all of the words to every single song that he has. I was obsessed with him, and so that one hit hard. Wasn't it um, drugs, drug-related overdose, or was it suicide? I think so. I don't know if it was suicide. I think they just like released his official autopsy findings. I think he it was either an overdose or he drowned. Yes, he was. It was a suspicious drowning. Yeah, it's horrible. One of the other names. This is a little less serious. The Queen. Oh, more or less because I was so worried about who's going to take care of her corgis. I remember you being very <laughs> worried about the corgis. I was like, "What are they going to do? They're going to miss her so much." We're corgis. Jess loves corgis. I'm so I'm obsessed with corgis. I need one in my life. There's one that lives down the street from Dom's house, and I figured out what house he lives in. <laughs> and every no. time we drive by, I'm like, that's the Corky's house. I hope they don't listen and they like see you one day. They're like, oh my God, she's watching us. The stalker girl's back. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you said the queen, and that just made me think of Betty White. That one hit me too. Oh my God. She was almost 100. She died like right before she turned 100. I mean, she had a great long life, wonderful career. She died in... 22 i think it was 21 going into 22 like she would have she would have been 100 i think in january of 22 but she passed away december 21 Mm -hmm. you know what i gotta do our girl betty white justice i'm looking it up right now yeah she did oh my god she died december 31st 2021 and she would have been 100 on january 17th 2022 an icon now i'm sad again i'm sorry she was 99 though what a good long she life. She lived a very full life. She did so she much. Did she was lot. like relevant her whole life. She's better than sliced bread. Isn't she older too? She's older than sliced bread. Yes, right. There, that was like a meme going around for a while. So sliced bread was the best thing since Betty White. All right. So if events from our life do flash before our eyes just before death, what do you hope to see? This one might make me cry. Yeah, that's a loaded question. I think I would want to see my graduation ceremony when I got my master's. That would be one. That was a fun day. And that was very memorable. Something that, like we worked hard for and it paid off. That was a fun day. I think I would want to see the last Thanksgiving that I had with my Nana before she passed away to cancer. And probably just like memories with my family and my sister and my boyfriend. And like all just the, all the good times. Yeah, It's all the like little moments I want to see mm-hmm. that like you never really think about as being like the little moments that turn into big moments, you know? Like, I would probably want to see stuff with my grandparents that have since passed. And summers with my family, we always try to get together for, like, one long weekend in the summer. And we go up to my parents' house. They have a house on the river. We get, like, family over, friends over, come over, hang out on the boat. And just, like, we've been doing that since I was a kid. So, like, all those memories. Memories with my boyfriend as well. 
We have some fun ones. Playing Quidditch in college. <laughs> That's how we met. <laughs> I was just thinking, I think I would want to see my senior prom with Dom because he was my date. And that's like how our whole relationship started. That's so cute. I would want to see going to Scotland with Costa, my boyfriend. That was some of the most fun times. Mm-hmm. Just traveling abroad with him for the first time. And I'm going to get, this one's going to get sappy. I mean, it already is a little sappy. But the moment that I held my little sister for the first time, I, I was seven. I'm a little older than her. And so, like, I vividly remember it. And it's one of my favorite pictures that I have is my mom passing her to me. And she's grinning from ear to ear. I'm grinning from ear to ear. My mom is, like, crying because she's so happy. And I just remember, like, my brother and I have an older brother. My brother, sister, and I are all very close. They're my best friends. And we were just so excited about having another little, well, he was having another little sister. I was getting my first little sister. And I remember in that moment when I held my sister and she was smiling at me, I had this really cheesy moment where it was like, oh my God, this is it. Like our family unit is complete. Like this is it. And I was, I know it's silly because I was seven, but I would, to see that moment again and like with my parents and my brother and my sister there for the first time all together, like that would, I would want to see that again. I'm like tearing up. I'm like, tear it up now. Oh, that's such a wholesome one. <laughs> I'm crying on the podcast, guys. <laughs> Alice is crying. Yeah, yeah. I think I would definitely want to see, like, little memories with my sister. Like, when we went to Cancun, when I go visit her in South Carolina. Probably the first time I held my niece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's all the little moments that turn into big moments. Right? They're, it's like the little things that you don't realize become bigger, like... Like, in the moment, you don't realize that they're important moments. Yeah. I won't go into detail about it, but, like, I saw my family, and we were all together, my brother, sister, my parents, and I, which is harder to do now, because, like, my brother and sister and I are all, like, adults who live on our own and live in different places, but we were all together for Easter, and I did something stupid. I forget what, but, like, our whole family was just cracking up, like, to the point where we were all crying about it, and it was just, like, those little moments... Like you're just laughing so hard with the people that you love that you're you get a belly ache. Like those moments I want to see again. Mm-hmm. Just the moment I want to see with you is when we had a really long day at work and then we were sitting in your office and I looked at your calendar and I realized instead of December you wrote Christmas and I thought you did it on purpose and you're like, oh my god, I didn't mean to do that. And we, there were two other people in the room and we were dying nobody else thought it was funny but we were like i remember that i had tears streaming down my face because i thought it was I, everybody else was like what are they laughing at it was like december 15th so like you had it that was the your, hardest i've ever laughed you had your whiteboard say christmas for 15 days and didn't notice i so subconsciously wrote christmas thinking i wrote december for more than half the month And now it's an ongoing thing that every single time I read you my calendar, it's a holiday, not the month. January was New Year's. February was Valentine's. Our other coworker saw that too. And she's like, oh, you wrote Christmas. And I was like, I did not mean to do that. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's just like those little moments like with people. So like that would be my moment again that I want to see with you and like relive is us just laughing so hard about Christmas. The moment of realization that I had. I, (laughs) it was so funny. I forget what happened that day, but we had a really busy day and we were both like deliriously tired, I think. I think we did like eight cases that day and And that was that day. You, me, and the doctor were in my office and we were looking, overlooking all of the autopsy photos and like comparing last year to whatever time that was in December and like how far we've come in photography and our other coworker was in there just looking at, I think, at my computer as well. And then you and me were by the doorway. And that's when you were like, hey, you were at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I also 
want to see us in our prank war with some of our coworkers. We've had a lot of fun setting that up. Yeah. We do like hide little spiders and hide the cadaver dummies on each other. Yeah, we have autopsy dummies that we try to scare our transporters with. We have some fun in the morgue. It's not all dead and dreary. Yeah, not all the time. Just sometimes. We gotta have fun. All right, our next card. At a funeral, you notice someone and you find them attractive. Would you flirt with them? Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. I can't believe this is an actual card. All right, let's get into it. First thing (laughs) I'm going to say to anybody who is considering shooting their shot at a funeral, double and triple check that you are not related to that person. Oh my god. I feel like weddings and funerals are the place that you run into long lost relatives, right? Like fourth removed cousins. Depending on whose funeral you're there for, just really make sure they're not a cousin. Be like, hey, who are your parents again? And who are they related to? What's your last name? What a way to just shoot your shot. I mean, if you're gonna do it, that might not be the place to do it. I'm just, okay, I'm not going to shame anybody for doing it. I personally don't think I would. But I am really awkward at flirting. Just ask my boyfriend. We've been happily together for years and years and years. But I remember trying so hard thinking I was flirting so successfully. He had no idea. He had no idea I was interested in it. Somebody else had to tell him, hey, she's into you. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm into her, too. I'm going to ask her out. But I was just so bad at flirting that he didn't realize that I was flirting. Like, what What do you say to... <laughs> Seriously, what would your pickup line be? You walk up to them and you're like, hey, do you come here often? I hope not. It's a funeral home. Oh. <laughs> Unless you work here. But like, yeah, what do you say? Oh, yeah. Is it a funeral home attendant that you find attractive? Yeah, maybe if they work there, that's fine. That might not be as awkward as like another person attending the funeral or viewing. Yeah. Also, if, again, if you're brave enough to try this one make sure they're not your cousin two don't do it when they're like openly grieving like weeping oh my god they're over the body and you come up hey come here often (laughs) hey you look great in that black dress (laughs) and they're like sobbing like maybe not there in the corner crying but maybe maybe the decedent the deceased their spirit is there trying to play matchmaker in the afterlife so like i don't want to shame people if they feel like just be respectful about it that should be a rule no matter who you're trying to flirt with where you're trying to flirt with them always be respectful but like read the room don't catcall them across the room yeah in front of like 30 other people jess what would would you would you flirt with them at a funeral oh no i'm too awkward for that too also like the funerals i've been to it's been all family members like i don't think i've seen friends of the decedent at any funeral i've gone to it's also been a while since i've gone to a funeral but i personally don't think i would shoot my shot at a funeral i think maybe i would go up and be like hey and just like start talking to them and get their number but ask them out not at that funeral be like hey like let's grab coffee but not flirt here Mm -hmm. but you would still get their number at the funeral You're like, wink, wink, but later. (laughs) I'm happily in a relationship. (laughs) This is all hypothetical. This is all we're pretending to meet our boyfriends at funerals. (laughs) Oh my God. If you didn't know Dom and you saw him at a funeral, would you? I also just feel like that's so awkward to like, oh, like we both lost somebody and we're both at this funeral and we don't know each other. That's such an awkward place to find your lover. Or maybe it could be great because like you're grieving 
and you don't know this person, so they might have funny stories about your loved one that you didn't know about, and you can share funny stories with them. But is that the only thing you have in common? That you both like this decedent? Maybe you go out and find out you have more in common after you comfort each other over a cup of coffee or something. See, I was anti this now. Now I'm starting to convince myself. Now you're pro that this. I'm, I'm pro other people trying it because I want to see. I'm a messy bitch and I want to see. <laughs> in the Instagram comments, can you please tell me what you would do? Like our listeners, tell us what you would do. If you saw someone attractive at a funeral, would you shoot your shot? We're going to have to post an Instagram question. Yes, we're going to have to post this on our story. I am so curious. I want to know what pickup lines people would say. Or like, what would be your opener? Not like a cheesy pickup line, like I said. It would really have to be a good pickup line if it's at a funeral. It might have to be death related. Oh my god. See, if I'm at my loved one's funeral and someone approached me and tried... I don't know how I'd react if someone was trying to hit on me. I think I would be appalled. So yeah, okay, now I'm going to flip the script. How would you react if someone tried to flirt with you at a funeral? I think if hypothetical Jess got hit on at a funeral, I probably would walk away and not talk to them for the rest of the night and like sit at the farthest table. It depends. See, I'm always cynical and picturing it being like gross people trying to flirt and say like cheesy, like what's your sign and come here often. Not that asking people signs is bad, but you know, those cheesy pickup lines. May, like if they're respectful about it and ask like hey you want to grab a drink sometime next week i feel like this is the start of a rom-com a really weird rom-com a really awkward and really poorly written hulu rom-com what and i would devour it i would watch the shit out of I it. i would watch the shit out of that what would the name of the rom-com be do you believe in life after love or love after life <gasps> that's so good the share song plays <laughs> love at a funeral love at a funeral we found love in a hopeless place. I'm just quoting songs now. We're just quoting Rihanna. Well, she's going to be the star of it, obviously. Because if you see Rihanna at a funeral, you're going to flirt. That's the one exception. All right. I'm changing my answer. If I have a themed funeral, it's Rihanna themed. She shows up, does a Super Bowl entrance. I'm inviting her to my uh, funeral. Yeah. If I'm there, I'm going to flirt with her. Kosa's going to be like, what the hell? She'd be into it. I know I'm not related to Rihanna. Wow. This took such a fun turn. <laughs> This game is so fun, guys. Such a weird turn of events on Inside the Morgue. Next question. Moving on. Jewelry containing the hair or ashes of the dead. Touching or disturbing? Would you wear such jewelry? No. I don't think I would. I think that's a little too weird for my personal taste. But I was thinking about this today. I think I would get, like, a tattoo of, like, their fingerprint or something to do with them, like, something that they wrote in their handwriting in replacement of wearing jewelry. I think that's sweet. I, depending on who it is, I kind of think it's touching. And I I wouldn't wear hair. I don't know why I draw the line at hair. That seems a little... I draw the line at teeth. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't wear teeth. But, like, ashes, I've seen... I might be making this up, but I feel like I've seen people getting their ashes, like, put in diamonds or something and made into, like, a nice necklace. I would wear that. If it was someone close to me, I think I would. I'm saying that now, like, hypothetically, but... When it comes time, would you actually do it? I don't know. <laughs> Just, like, would I actually have the guts to flirt with Rihanna? Probably not, but... <laughs> <laughs> Jewelry container, yeah, I think I... Right now, I'm saying, yeah, I would wear it as... I wouldn't wear the hair. If it was ashes, I would wear the ashes. I wouldn't wear... I know... This is a thing not with people who have passed, but, like, mm -hmm. people wearing vials of each other's blood. That's a very, like, witchy thing. It's not my vibe. Not my vibe. 
I wouldn't do that. Oh, that is really gross. Not my vibe either. I won't judge people who do it, though, but it's not my vibe. Just like I wouldn't judge someone for wearing like a locket of someone's hair, but it's just not not something I'm comfortable with. Yeah, the whole like wearing each other's blood. I feel like that's borderline culty. Very uh, Megan Fox and MGK. They did something like that. I tried to like Google something. Memorial ass jewelry, cremation jewelry. There's a whole website. How much does it cost? You can get necklaces, rings. Spiritpieces.com. Wait, I kind of love that name. For reference, a 14 gold carat filled memorial ash necklace is up to, and probably more, $76. This is beautiful. Some of them... A ring is 122. I thought you were going to say way more than that. I don't know why. I was like preparing myself. What website are you on? This is gemsandjuniper.com. I'm on spiritpieces.com. And they're all they're all beautiful and they're not just jewelry. They're like This is like cute jewelry. Glass orbs and paperweights. Yeah. I had no idea this was a thing. Well, I had heard of people like getting it in like diamonds and stuff, but I didn't know you could get like stuff other than jewelry. I kind of really like that. I dig this more now. I don't know if I would actually do it, but I like the idea of it. Yeah. I wonder how many people I've seen wearing something like this because it looks just like... They look like normal jewelry. Normal. You would never know. I wonder how many people I've seen who are actually wearing like a memorial pendant with someone's ashes in it. Interesting. Now that I see it and it's not like, in my mind like a glass thing and it's just like here's some ash in like a vial on a chain around your neck. Yeah, no, I'd want it to be like it would look like jewelry, not just like a little yeah, little vial. I like the idea of it better now. Yeah, now that we have some visuals to put to it. What about you guys? Everybody listening, would you? I want to know I want to know what everybody else thinks of all these questions. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Inside the Morgue. If you enjoy our podcast and want to hear more about forensics, keep on listening. You can find us on Instagram at Inside the Morgue Pod and DM us with anything you want to talk about. We'll be back next week for a brand new dissection. Bye!